What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. How you doing, sir? Better than most. Better than most? That's that's always good. You have a fresh cut and everything. Hell yeah. I'm mostly just happy my hair's not in my ears anymore. In your ears? Dude, it was, oh, yeah, it was it's long. ticklish. It's weird when you have to pick up your hair just to, like, kind of just clean your ear, your, your, your ear canals. <laughs> With a Q-tip. Oh, man. All right, all right. So let's keep it going. Yeah. All right, so uh, last week we did talk about how um, DC, Warner Brothers, and everything for the D- DCEU is in disarray. And everything's fucking jumbled together. People, projects canceled. Projects are still greenlit. Projects are waiting to be released. So I was thinking, so if you were in charge... Of the DCEU What two movies Or characters would you Immediately greenlit Wait if was If you if you were in charge it, it, it could be a, a You could read redo a whole new movie With the movies with Characters that already came out like let's say if you want to do Another Batman or if you want to do another uh, Superman or Shazam or Aquaman nah. Or you could be an entirely New character What What two characters what two movies would you green immediately to get everything started? Well, Batman Beyond for one. Batman Beyond. That's number one. That's like priority number one. <laughs> um, Batman Beyond and Batman Beyond the sequel. <laughs> no, uh, it would be cool to 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 kind of follow an immortal, maybe uh, Randall uh, Vandal Savage or um, um, why am I blank on his name? Uh, uh, Raja Ghul. Okay. Like. Imagine, imagine something a little bit more. Like, take uh, um, the what was it? The, the the ten rings. What was that? Movie? Um, I can't ever pronounce it. And I do apologize. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Imagine Shang Chi, uh, ninja assassins, right? And then you just you take something like that. And you just make um, you make uh, um, uh, Raja and the uh, the League of Assassins. Okay. So this is it gonna be more of a villainous story. No, I mean, it was just an idea. Like, I just, I would, it'd be interesting to follow, to follow an immortal. Um, if not, just honestly, I would, I would love to see just a, uh, a kind of, uh, kind of, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy style movie with just Lobo. Oh, is okay. It, is it, is it Lobo, right? Yeah, Lobo. Yeah. Where, you know, like. Jason Momoa. Would that well, mean, I mean going, That means going, going around. I see where you're coming from with that. No, but it would just be interesting, like, like you said, just this character who's not necessarily a hero, not necessarily a. Uh, a villain going around like you know, and then you could you could do cameos with a prominent character. But I don't know. There's so many characters in the DC universe that I think don't obviously don't get any kind of light to them, right? No, so of course. You can literally make, and the only problem too is I think with the DC is that there is a a mirror character to the Marvel universe, right? Yeah. And I think I think that's the the challenge right now is because if you keep on waiting, um, you keep on trying to. Keep on trying to do the same thing with Superman, Batman, Superman, Batman, Superman, Batman. Um, and Marvel keeps on introducing all these new characters. The problem you're going to have is that a lot of those characters m- mimic or not mimic, but they mirror DC characters. So yeah. think about it. Um, they're about to introduce. Well, I don't even know if they're going to introduce them because I don't know if the movie's going to come out. And it might actually come out in um, Black Adam, but uh, Dr. Faith. Yeah. Now, Dr. Faith has a mirror character Faith. as well. Fate, sorry. Dr. Fate has a mirror character as well. Yeah. 
which is Doctor Strange. So that's where people could be like, wait, but you know, like people that are not that savvy with the comics or not that you know they don't know DC like that, they just gonna think it's a a carbon copy if they're not you know. So that's why you want to introduce which I think Doctor Fate came out before Doctor Strange, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I'm saying. But you want to introduce these characters now, so if they just let go of the original characters they have and they start introducing new ones. I think that's the best bet that they have because that way they can, because that's the problem is like Marvel's going to keep on introducing characters and they're going to have a mirror character where people who are not savvy can just keep on thinking like, well, that seems like it's this character or that seems like yeah. it's that character. But you have so many different ones. Like um, who was a uh, question man, such a weird, very obscure character, but it'd be an interesting detective uh, movie. Yeah. Or um, the one a lot of us grew up with, as far as a cartoon character, uh, shock. Is it was it static, static shock? shock? Yeah. Why that that by itself has so that, much potential. That was on my list. Yes. Sorry if I took it, but that has potential. Now, now I need to find another one. <laughs> but that has potential for so much right then and there because it has a fan base. It's already been introduced based on the cartoons. Um, you can take so many different steps in that direction where it can go away from the typical superman superhero movies we see now. And do something a little bit more, you know, like local. Like Spider Man is a local character, and yeah. you know those are fun because, like, like Daredevil is a local character. Like, because you're, you're yeah, fighting the, the streetwise street uh, street, street level, level street yeah. level heroes. Uh, yeah. Okay, so my my two, I had three. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, four with Static Shock. So my first one was my third one was uh, Red Hood, okay. a Red Hood movie, strictly post. Batman and everything else. We, so what? He's already survived. Batman? He's a, he, yeah, he's already survived Batman, and he mm. he's in a whole new different town or city, and that's established from there. Mm. That was one. The other two, and these are my top two, was Green Lantern redoing Green Lantern. John Stewart though, mm-hmm. uh, it's because they fucking botched the first one, and I think this character or I love the Green Lantern, the Lantern Corps storyline that they could actually expand. Mm-hmm. into other universes from there and touch on every different level. And for my my almost like street level one was Swamp Thing to do. Well, they really had the show. They have a, they had the original movie. They had the show. But even then, I, I don't I never saw the show, which I know I got a lot of acclaim. But did they really touch on his true power? Because of his his ability, his power is beyond what I feel like the, what they've ever shown him to be. I didn't get to see the show. Okay, but I, I it, it it was it was on my list until I heard it got canceled, and I was like, mm-hmm. I scrapped it from my list. So mm-hmm. I usually try to watch it when it's out, and then if it's if it gets scrapped by the time I'm it's like for me to watch it, then I'm like, uh, I'm just gonna get disappointed because if the show is good, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna hate well, that the fact that they canceled it. Well, one thing, um, this is a, a just two other ones that I would love to see because don't get me wrong, I loved the Constantine with uh, Keanu Reeves. I did. Yeah. But I love. I just. I would like. I guess a reboot, or if not, just bring him back into as a as a different. You know, with more into his background, the way he is, because I love detectives, detective style, style uh, stories with the element of the occult. Yeah, love those. And speaking of the occult, definitely another uh, kind of dark, dark character aside from Swamp Thing, uh, John Constantine was, and I, I really need to find his name. Is the one who is a knight who turns into, like, a demon uh, to fight crime. Um, I don't know if you remember that character. I don't. He is, he is a demon, and he is a, uh, a human 
that live in the same body in a sense. Mm-hmm. But in order for him to have all his ability, he turns into the demon. Um, and I Ghost do apologize. Not Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, I literally meant to look it up, and I do apologize. Um, I do apologize for anybody who is a hero of this character, but he is he's an interesting story because he's from medieval time. He's kind of like a... He kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Gargoyles. Okay. But in this case, he's like a knight. Uh, he's... Yeah, he the, the human is a knight, and the demon obviously was somebody who was fighting that they just somehow got cursed to kind of be together. They got cursed. I believe it was a curse. I do apologize. I'm not a hundred percent familiar, but I've always liked him when I saw him in like um, the Dark Justice League stuff like that. Uh, Egerton. Let me see. Etrin, each uh, Yes, him. Her, yeah, that's him. Right. Yes. Etrigan, Etrigan. Yes, it would be interesting because I like the duality of it, the um, the effects, the way they would make him look, and the, the elements he fight, and the fact that he's like he is like kind of like an occult. Character. Yeah. Um, but have you ever considered the weirder, like less no care, like to see what what you can do with it? Like, uh, do you remember Danny? This I think his name is Danny the Street. I think I heard it's the name from before. Doom Patrol. I've heard the name, but I don't. I don't know the or, character. Or um, I forgot the, the the character who basically can manipulate the reality with his muscles. <laughs> Again, Doom Patrol. They, that's what I like about Doom Patrol. They introduce the most obscure, obscure bizarre, characters. bizarre characters. Yeah, which dude, they're interesting characters. They would be interesting to be included in a movie because I feel like everything becomes so cookie cutter. Why not just uh, throw into these weird, obscure elements? Because it's true. If you, if we're gonna say, if we're gonna kind of dive into the idea that this world would have people with abilities, whatever, why does it always have to be like the top tier superheroes? Well, like, well, not just the top superheroes, but like, why does it always have to be something simple? Why mm-hmm. is always something like, you know, flight, muscles, whatever? No, like, why not just be something so weird? It's like, because <laughs> that's how life is, man. Some people have weird things that they can do. Weird things that they have a uh, Abilities to do just include that. Yeah. Well, so what are the two that you're going with? So we oh, finalize sorry. it. Uh, I would definitely say Batman Beyond. Uh huh. And um, well, since I took it from you, Static Shock. Fuck you. Okay, so because well, I, I, I took it from I, I know, you, so. I know. So I'm going to go with Red Hood mm-hmm. and Swamp Thing. Okay. All right. So touching on DC, uh, Ezra Miller, they just uh, came out out of the woodworks and said that. They're going to get treatment for, uh, I guess, address the mental, mental health issues that they're having, and going to address it. What are your thoughts on that? Like, uh, well, before you get into your thoughts, let me say, I do, I, I am all for him or they, uh, actually seeking help, but I do think that they're accountable. They should be accountable for all their actions because they've harmed people. They've They've done a lot of shit in the in the past, like what year and a half, when they were going through this. So, what is this uh, the consensus that they is not going to get any kind of treatment? I mean, they're not going to get any kind of consequences. They, I think, what Warner Brothers might be doing is like asking them to publicly say it. Because if you're really genuine about it, you don't need to you don't need to announce it publicly. If you if you really need the treatment, you'll just go get it. I feel I feel like this is more like um I don't know when I when it collateral comes to, not collateral damage but just damage control for everything that they've been doing. Yeah, but I think when it comes to when it comes to like 
personas. It's, I think, I think people are, apologies are, are good when what you're doing is not necessarily illegal. But when you start to harm the general public, I don't think apology, uh, you can apologize if you want, but I don't think at that point apology has any bearing on what happens. Like you shouldn't, your public persona should not change if you did something to harm someone else or. It shouldn't know, change? It, the, the public persona, no, shouldn't change. The public persona of it. Like uh. what I'm saying is like, like, you know, they should face the consequences because that's the only way I feel like when you own up to the consequences of what, what you did. Yeah. Then that's fine. Maybe when, maybe when they come back, they can they can ask for forgiveness. But at this point, they're they have proven that they are um, dangerous to the general public. Oh, of course. So apology right now doesn't feel like it would carry any weight. But it's also it could be I I, want, I don't want to say this would be the worst way of saying it is like Warner Brothers way of saying like hey he said sorry so we just going to keep going with but the that's, movie that's what I'm saying is right now I feel it's like a, it's a, a if, publicity stunt yeah but that's what I'm saying it I mean as yeah, as, it, as a way of uh, damage control that's the only that's reason what I'm saying like it. you haven't fixed anything by doing this you haven't uh, held anyone accountable for what they did by doing this by doing this it's just show, trying to gain favor of the general public and I think it's um what do you call that word? It's uh, kind of like, uh, I, I, f- I literally forget the word, but you're, you're basically just, people are not stupid. So when you do that kind of patronizing. stuff. Patronizing. Patronizing, yes. Yes. I feel like this kind of, it's, an, it's a patronizing act. Yeah. To try to incur, because the thing is, if he just did it, if he apologized, it's one thing, but if you're telling me that literally it's becoming like this announced thing that he's going to apologize, yeah. that's a, that's, you're patronizing the public to make them believe that it's okay for whatever they did because they apologized. Yeah. That, the, the equivalency of what they did does exactly. not merit apology. It merits... Uh, corrective you know, action. Exactly. So take corrective action first. Then after corrective action is taken... Seek, seek assistance or help. Yeah. And then... That's what I'm saying. Right now, it, just, it, would not, it, it, it wouldn't be genuine. That, oh, it's not. If they, I don't if, feel they, if they were to apologize right now, it would not... It would not fall. It, it would not be genuine. It wouldn't feel genuine. And I don't think people would, would give it the weight that it deserves if it was genuine. No, of course. I completely agree with that. So, yeah, I think it's kind of like you said, patronizing to, to announce that it's going to happen anytime soon. Because yeah. I've ever seen an, any other actor go into the spiral and still. That is like, I, I feel like a lot of actors, that's like. No, but in the midst of. It's a, in the midst of like a giant movie that they're coming out with. Well, I mean, we I'm follow, trying to, I was we follow to movies like this now, but I mean, we didn't follow it forever. I mean, think about um, Robert Downey Jr. You know, he I, had his moments. I mean, yeah. it, there was a lot of actors who had those moments, and we don't, we probably can't recall the movies that were working on. Yeah, the time. but even, even that too. But there, I could specifically could think of that he's never made an announcement that. It's been reported like, oh, it's been reported that Robert Downey Jr. is going here, or this actress or actress is just just uh, signed into this uh, rehab center, but no nobody, I guess, like him saying, I guess publicly saying that they're getting treatment, or they're gonna go seek treatment and and, and fix whatever issues or mental issues that they're. they're but then again, too, is who's been on a rampage like this? Not nobody recent that I no no but think about it like usually when an actor is going through something right 
they just like they did something. They, they, you know, you could say, well, this person was caught doing drugs. Yeah, that's fine, but that wasn't what you know. That's not that, that's not something they did. This person did a chain of things. That you know, oh, yeah. they did a chain of like because that's when you know, oh, Robert Jr. probably you know got caught with drugs, so he went this way. Uh, you know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like a different actor name right now, but anyways, Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan, you know, was caught doing this and she's going to rehab yeah. for this. Like they get one act that they do and then they face consequences. Right. Yeah. But this person has been on a rampage for a while. And it, I think that's the biggest problem is that it wasn't one thing that they it did. It was a chain of things. It was a chain of like, like after the first thing that came out. Was I think it was that he got in a fight at a bar, something like that. And but that's then, what I'm saying. Is and like, then it went to like him, like I don't want to say kidnapping, but running away with a teenage girl, a teenager. Because think about it, even um, what's his name? Um, he also got like he also has charges in Vermont for uh, breaking into somebody's house and uh, stealing their liquor. There's also talks of I think there was people that moved into his house that he knew. And three of them are missing. Like a family moved into his house, and three of them are missing. But that's yeah. what, like, I felt <laughs> like I mean, why did no like this? It, it and it was it wasn't like they, this was years apart. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, I got you. Sh- uh, um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yes, Shia LaBeouf had his moments, but I felt like it was like, and he got into a fight here. Couple months, couple years later. Oh, he got into this fight here. Once a couple of years later, oh, he got accused of doing this with this person. So it's it's a it's a long chain of things that happened, but and it's always it's all the things that he did while bad were not at the level that this guy is. Sorry, that they he, are. They are. But um, what what kills me is that I think the reason that they suffered so I mean they're suffering so much as far as their reputation is because one they were horrible acts, but why did it continue? Like. Yeah. You would think of the first thing that they did, Some, they, they would have faced consequences and, you know, whatever. It just shows you. It wouldn't, it wouldn't. But the thing is, because it, because it kept on happening, the next one. And it was like, it wasn't, it felt like it was like a couple of days, a couple, yeah. you know, a couple of days here, a couple like days. A week like, later, they found them in like in Paris and exactly. he gets punched by somebody. I, and, and this shows, I, I guess for me, it was like, he has a horrible support system or somebody, a team or whatever who he relies on because... The first fuck up that you would do, I'll check you real quick. But it's not even the support system because yeah, because why did they even? Why did they even get out? Why like why weren't they arrested the first time, right? Or like was none of these acts prior to what's going on uh, merit some kind of like jail time or some kind of like some like I felt like I think he I think he was arrested and released. Like they didn't hold him to I guess if he has to go to court or anything. He might later have to address it in, in the court system and every country he did some shit, but I guess they was like, okay, you out on bond. So, and this is weird. And with the fame that he has and everything that's coming through, people is more recognizable, which that's another thing too. Is like, because of the fame, because of the fact that he has so much, sorry, they, they have so much resource. You would think like they would have taken their passport day one or something. Yeah, um, you know, after, after the restrict first, after all the first access to leave act, or anything. Yeah, like that first thing they did was leave. Like, but anyways, I don't know. I, I I find the whole situation. I think the whole situation is just infuriating. That's why is that you know after the first or second incident, you would think they would have faced repercussions then, 
and you know that that necessarily wouldn't have saved their yeah. they, they would but that would at least allowed that like would minimize the the outrage of the, against them. yeah I get you what are you saying because I, and that's what I'm saying all oh, the studio everybody feel that that individual just because you're right somebody somebody should have stepped in and I feel like you know it managers, shouldn't be the studio it should be his people well, not just like yeah you manage management agents stuff like that like at first it shouldn't have gotten to the point that it got to and they yeah. understand that people react to different things differently some more extremely others i understand sometimes people go off the hinges everybody does at some point some level some degree but i think that you should have a team or if uh, you should have a support system not a team but somebody that that you're able to rely on somebody's going to come and check you that's and then and i think for him doing con- continuously one behind the other event it just shows a lack of support that he a support system that he has because well, and I go it's back just to the continuous. Same thing. Well, I go back to the same thing with the, the agent, right? Because, I mean, you think about it. These are people that rely on you as an income base, right? So I'm not even talking about it as a personal level, but as, as far as an income, you would think that they're like, they know that, hey, listen, we got we to gotta check them. Like you said, we yeah. got to stop them. And I know it's, it's weird. Because he's fucking with my money. Exactly. He's <laughs> fucking everybody's money. Because you know, they know that not only sequels, not only this and that, or not only like, Future projects, anything. future projects, but just the ones that they have in play right now, that it's costing it's everybody money. Yeah, so you would think they already have something in place to kind of step in, talk them down, send a rehab, something like a like a PR person, extreme PR person. Yeah, but the fact that they they were just allowed to kind of go around and continue, I think that's what I'm saying. Is this? It feels like a, like. Not even just career suicide. That was just career like Yeah, it was career suicide. That was just career like or even smarter. mental health yeah, mental health issues. There was a lot of there's course. a lot a lot of layers to it. But yeah. I it if he tries to recover from this, it's gonna be years from now. As a years. career? Yeah, as a career, yeah. Of course. I mean, you basically have to forget who he is before he could come back. Yeah. Sorry. Who they are. I'm trying to trying to make sure I get my pronouns correct. Yeah, no, I got you. All right, all right. So next next uh, topic is uh, Anthony Michael Hall. He really? is, he's going back to high school as a principal for this movie called The Class that he's producing. Yeah. Why does it sound like a horror movie? It's not. So um, let me give you the premise. You ready? Mm-hmm. The Class centers around a group of high school students who are forced to spend their Saturday retaking the final exam in which they are previously either failed or missed entirely as the day wears on they begin to learn about one another themselves amidst the rivalries and betrayals that tend to define high school experience <laughs> so it's a sequel to the breakfast club pretty it's like a homage to the breakfast club mm, seems like call, a sequel call, called the class seems like a sequel to the breakfast club having the youngest member of the breakfast club as the adult the uh, vice the vice principal which that was the same adult in the first one yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> and I, know, and i know you 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 you're reluctant regarding some remakes of movies and i just feel like there's so much interesting story like if you wanted to make something like this i get it and that's it, it the thing is, it's not necessarily... And the trailer's out, The too. 80s don't own that story, right? The 80s don't own a story where, uh, you know, teenagers come into coming of age type things, right? Yeah, no. They don't own that. But this is like a straight-up blatant, like, okay, you not only are you basically 
creating the same premise of it, which you could have got away with. Yeah. Then you sign him Anthony Michael Hall, which is basically again, you're he's a producer. Tying. He's the producer of this movie, and that's great. It's just, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, are we gonna get yeah. Molly Ringwald producing a movie about a girl who's turning sixteen? I mean, like, pregnant. <laughs> like as I was saying, it just feels like we're. It's great. It's and just, and the teacher is uh, Debbie Gibson. Why am I forgetting Debbie Gibson? Debbie Gibson? Let me pull her up for you. Well, because, okay, look, I just realized it literally, and I'm a, I'm a, like, I don't even know how long the movie has come out yet, but I just realized how similar um, Stardust was to Princess she was, Bride. She was a singer, singer songwriter. Oh, okay, I know, I'd recognize the name, I just can't remember picture the face. But, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, how similar Stardust was to, uh, Princess Bride, right? Yeah, but they were never like you. You didn't. You never saw it and be like, "Oh, that's the same movie." That no. Yeah, it literally stood on its own. It had elements that were very similar, fantasy stuff like that, but it didn't have any direct like, relation. Yeah, necessarily direct relation, or felt like it. Was, but it filled the gap of let's say what Princess Bride could have, what was at the time, and it felt like it was like, listen, let's make something that might fill that gap for people. Yeah. Of course. Which is great. I think that's wonderful because you're kind of telling new stories, but filling, you know, a, a, a spot for something that we felt like, right? You know, like, if you think about it, if you don't want to think that far, Stranger Things could be, I mean, is like a, I mean, obviously, I've, I've, I've made my comments about how Stranger Things has, like, literally taken every single movie from the 80s and 90s and dissected each piece. Yeah, into whatever. And, and intersected into, exactly. into but, the show. But ultimately, it's a, it's a, Goonies, something that Goonies inspired. Exactly. It's a very, you know, it says has a very, that, that kind of element. It if feels Goonies, that kind of if gap. Goonies was like a horror show, a horror movie, this would have been it. But that's what I'm saying. It fills that gap. And I think that's what we need. We need to fill the gaps of the movies we remember, but not necessarily just directly just make re, like direct reboots of it. Or like some movies could have to be reboots because it's difficult to fill those gaps. In it's because the, They're movies, very, the stories are super. Movies that specific. are worth remaking are movies that had a great story but horrible execution when presented. I agree, but I also yeah. think it also uh, good reboots are good for like for example, like my nieces probably will never know about. I mean, I could show them, but they might not know Gremlins the way we did, right? Yeah. So reintroducing them to Gremlins, I think, would be great. That that's what. A reboot should be to reintroduce they have an animated a classic version story. called Margwai. Yeah, Margwai. They're, they're about to come out. Yeah, but that's the thing. Reintroducing something that we loved as yeah. kids to new a new generation that doesn't is so old they they don't they won't remember it. That's a good no, way too. But yeah, not yeah. just to be like, basically, when you start making reboots for the same people that watched the first one, eh, like yeah, it's not worth it. It's not necessarily worth it. So talking about reboots, remakes, mm. there is another remake coming into fruition. It is going to be a re uh, remake of The Wizard of Oz. Wait, wait. I think, are you talking about The Wizard of Oz or Wicked? No, The Wizard of Oz. Because I heard they were making a live action Wicked. No, Wizard of Oz. Wicked is separate. So this one is going to be uh, written and directed. It's going to be a modern day reimagining of Wizard of Oz. So. Like The Wiz. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. I was like the Wiz. Uh, like the Wiz was a reimagined, modern day reimagined at the time it came out. So this one's gonna be by Kanye Barris, which he he wrote, he created, and wrote 
and directed a few episodes of Grownish, Blackish. He created that series. Mm-hmm. Grownish, Blackish, Blackish, Mixish. Um, he did uh, direct You People also. So you have an encompassing idea of where where with where the is, mindset he's going with it, it. with the mindset he's going with. So with his reimagining. I mean, so I have two two parts to this. Like one, I think that. Um, I I do think that the Wizard of Oster is, I think it's dried up already. It's been retold so many different ways. Yeah, the only way I want to hear it anymore at this point would be as if it was Wicked, because Wicked is a completely oh. reimagining of the original. Yeah, story. that's what I'm saying. But, but. All, like, uh, what, what was the show? They had a show out in Enchanted. No, what was that show that? You, oh, Once Upon a Time. Loved once, it. A, once Upon a Time that touched on that. You have the Wizard of Oz, Wiz. You know, even Supernatural had episodes with, with The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so I, I understand that because the thing, and I understand what you're saying with Wicked, is that it just takes the Steam universe and just puts it at a different perspective. Yeah, it's the same exact story, but told in a completely different perspective. Yeah, that's what, and, and that's what it is. And, and I'm just saying that in the essence of what the general perspective that normally goes with Wizard of Oz, I think it's... Completely dried up, but then I do like Kanye Barris's some of his work, and he had his own TV show on, uh, I think, HBO Max for a little bit mm-hmm. or one of the networks, and I was watching, and I liked it. So it was almost like a, uh, semi biographical like parody of his life, or if you want to say. It. But I like his comedy. I like I like his writing, and I saw some episodes of Blackish. Um, and Grownish, so I enjoy his writing and his his vision and how he portrays story arcs and storylines and how to do that. So, him putting his take on it, I would love to see it with something that I think is very dried out at this point. So I know, and I, I, I the sad thing is, is like, because right now I think it's all about confidence in what's like like everything is a selling point. Even before it ever gets made, and that's a problem. It's like, because you don't make, it used, I think it used to be you make a movie and then you try to sell it to the general public to watch it. Yeah. But now I feel like it has to be sold even be, even before it's ever made. So yeah. it's almost like that's why you have, you like, you sign titles that are recognized by people. You sign actors that are tied into a specific franchise to do things because ultimately speaking, just that story is your marketing. It's not even waiting for the movie to come out or, or trailers yeah. to come out. No, it's literally the, like for example, the how whole much thing conversation. Was, do you get from how much buzz do you get from just just the inception of, of the idea of making a well, movie? Well, like right now, you just said Matthew Michael Hall playing a movie basically where he's remaking his first, is, is, is like most one of his most yeah. most iconic movies. That right there hasn't even made it yet. Hasn't even probably casted it yet. And just because of that actor making that story, boom, that's it. That's already yeah. it's already being sold to the public. Like people are already like, oh, that might be like. You're already having the buzz. No, the trailer's already out. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Tra- really? Trailer's out. I'll show you after this. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying. Is like right now, it's like if you can't have, and it's sad though because think about it. Essentially, you have to have something weird happen just to have the buzz to create this, the movie to then sell the, the trailer instead of, hey, we came out the story. What do you think? Yeah. So it is what it is. I know, I know. Uh, and it, it also, this was another part of the topic, but talking about that, it's creating the buzz is now that they announced that Johnny Depp 
is I, I don't know I don't want to say if his first, but I think it's been twenty five years since his last directorial debut. Really, and he's making a new movie. Uh, I forgot the name, but it's it's going to be the, like a biography of an Italian artist going through Al Pacino's production company. So like that, people are already talking about like, oh, Johnny Depp is directing; he's back, or he's he's in the director's the seat. The sad thing is, is that. He like he makes very weird, different movies, like not just the movies that we normally associate with him with. Like I've I've seen him play in movies that are very like just completely under the radar, that nobody really watches because it wasn't what their interest is. But now because like you said, all the buzz is about Johnny Depp. That's he's making this movie that probably people might not. It's not as poppy or it's not as like what they think slick as as other movies he makes. And they're like, but they're gonna watch it just because well Johnny Depp's making a movie. Yeah. And, it, and that's and that's a great example of people just following the buzz of like it, from inception of yeah. where it started. But yeah, when I want to see what I'm gonna try to figure out the name of it and, and, and let you know again. But yeah, so Wizard of Oz. Isn't much news this week? Well, um, I would like to get your opinion on something though. All right, let's go. What do you got? What did you think about the release photo of the Adams family? Fuck. All right, so. Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones, <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Janie Ortega, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Janie Ortega, she looked on point. The only thing that fucking kills me, and that's my man, Luis Guzman. I love that guy. I love him anything. He, I watch anything he does because I think he, he stands out in his own way. I feel like he when he when he acts or in movies, it's almost like a part of him is actually on screen than the character he's portraying. So it's like a mixture of both, but they did my man wrong with that toupee. They did him fucking dirty. Bro. Well, okay, so you know what's di- dirty? Look at, the, look at the cartoon version of it, right? And I think if you look at the original, it was kind of like that too, where he had like weird slick hair. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. Louis Guzman doesn't have. Even if they put a toupee, at least put something that feels realistic that will go on his head. But the whole point it's, is just look kind of like ridiculous. No. Yeah. A, a tad bit. I would I would go a tad bit ridiculous, yes, but no, they went way above. Like his his haircut or hairline was like worse than Zach from the Power Rangers. If you know if you know what if you remember that haircut, you know how bad that was. I just want to see what it what's about. Like actually I want to see how they portray uh Pugsley. Yeah, but I know all of this is going to be centered around exactly. Wednesday. I know, but they're going to be they're going to be background characters, which yeah. I think he's. I hate to say that because I would love to. I mean, he did one. Make, he did make one movie where he was a central character. Um, Puerto Ricans in Paris. Yeah, that movie was good. It's funny. You know what's funny is that he. I always, I'm always shocked because uh, my father. My father told me one time that he uh, he went to high school with him, and like uh, because I do. I I literally have. I never stopped him, but I've I've run. I walked past him. In the neighborhood in La said Manhattan, where I'm from. Yeah. So, like, and I was like, is that him? Like, but yeah, he's, he's from that area. He's from yeah. that neighborhood. Um, yeah, and I've always liked him and everything. I mean, think about it. Just anything. Waiting. <laughs> um, just like. Oh, my God. Yes, man. Yes. <laughs> so, this, so, I, I mean, he does background characters right. Like, he, he does a background character where he takes so much. Like, he just lights up the screen when he's there. But it doesn't take away from the original story. So he. Canto Monte Cristo was one of my favorite movies oh, that he man. was in. Wasn't he Driftwood? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, I, yeah. I, I, I love him and everything he does. So I'm, I can't wait to see what he does with this one. I'm. I think that's the only thing. It's just his hairpiece, bro. They need to, you know, Photoshop or something. I know. CGI, I was. I, I didn't different. know what to expect when I heard that he was gonna play the character. I was excited one way. Oh no! The minute they told me Luis Guzman is gonna be Gomez, I'm like, I'm for it. I, like, I no. just didn't know what to expect to see, but I want to see what happens when he actually is playing the role. Like, how is he gonna? How is he? Because the thing is, he has this weird innate. He's problem. A, he's like, a, he can't. He cannot. Like he cannot hide the New York. The New York accent. He just he can't, can't. Hide. it's I've never and been I think he's gonna be that. like he's gonna have that accent the whole time, <laughs> but very, very like um smothering. <laughs> I feel like he's like me amort, me amort. Like he has he has his accent, but I think he's gonna be fucking amazing in it. So yeah, I thought I was impressed. I can't wait to see what it's gonna be about. I was to see like because like the one thing I remember I told you about, which I loved, and it was a skit that there was on um there was a skit on um on YouTube, of a girl who used to do uh, adult Wednesday Adams. Oh yes, I loved them, and I loved how they depicted. It. And I'm, I would love to see the, that that kind of this movie, this TV show kind of take some of those ideas yeah. in there because it was an interesting way of showing it. It was an interesting way of an adult version of, or at least an older version of Wednesday, Wednesday Adams. Adams. Yeah, that'd be funny. But let's see where it goes. It comes out in Netflix in a few weeks, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at From My Mom's Garage, or you can email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.